0: typically includes a a state or a region that these workers come from. All an individual needs to do is ask the question, which of our corporations are in the Misteca area of Oaxaca? There are lots of Walmarts in, you know, Central America displacing people from their homes, just like they are here. So part of it is that the media doesn't just add a line in terms of why are people leaving their
1: homes There's a move by the Talk Radio Show to partner with a conservative Riverside Area
2: Assembly member to create something called the California Border Police. They have until December 12th to gather enough signatures to qualify for a ballot initiative. For the People Without Borders Collective at KPFK, I'm Kelly Barnes for FSRN.
1: You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News. I'm Aura Bogado.
3: What are we doing in here?
1: Dan, get off my foot.
3: There are hangers everywhere, Christy.
1: And what's up with these mothballs?
3: This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe.
1: Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man.
3: Closets Closets are are for clothes. clothes. Closets are for Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence.
2: 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. (laughs) We're here. We're on. Closets are for Clothes on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor.
3: The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies.
2: We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us.
3: Let's go. And we are here. actually, currently it's just Meredith and I. Um, I think we're expecting Christy this week, right?
2: No, we're not. She's not gonna be here.
3: Oh my goodness. So the whole time I'm been like, oh, okay, so um well it's just us. Woohoo. Yay. Meredith Hockman, the fabulous, the infamous. I thought
2: you were gonna call me fat Oh Dan, I no. like that.
3: Oh. And um yes, it was um um uh, earlier today, there was something I was thinking about. Oh, it's it's been really cold in the at the in the offices, and I don't uh-huh. have a window for my office, uh-huh. and, and all those that do are like freezing right now, and so they're all complaining how cold it is. And they're all wanting to get their little space heaters, but we're not allowed but, but, allowed to have them in our offices because uh-huh. it throws the heating unit. Um, Off. Right, exactly, and. Um, and so, and I'm like, fine. It's like, and it's kind of warm on the inside of the building, which is in between the inside of the building and their offices. Right. So it's cool where I'm at. So I'm fine or whatever. So they're all complaining and finally they said, fine. I, and they emailed back and forth saying, fine, I am going to, you know, I'm calling um the physical plant, the maintenance folks, have them come out and figure out why we're so cold. And, um, and they're like, yeah, it's getting kind of tough typing with mittens anymore kind of thing or whatever. And. <laughs> So I wrote back, and I said, lightweights. And then one of them yells out, is that a fat joke?
2: Because <laughs> they're all, that's you funny. know,
3: very, um I would say, yes, I think they are perfectly shaped for um who they are. So. I thought you
2: were going to say pleasantly plump.
3: No, nope, that's <laughs> exactly it. I am, like, the only one that is pleasantly plump. Uh, so They're
2: all well.
3: I think they all are. I think they're, I mean, if they it. wanted, I mean... There's a couple of them that feel that they need to go on a diet and things like this or whatever, and if they, you know, lost five pounds, I don't think it would be, you know, I'm
2: always fascinated by you know? those people who yeah. want to go on a diet, but you, you what, you have five pounds Right? To lose, like, right. is that really a diet? That's like a week of eating healthy. Well, and that then- same thing for me, right?
3: Exactly, <laughs> like at one of our uh, coaches that was talking about how their parents, um. One of my coaches was, was talking about how their um their parents would go on a diet on January and February, mm-hmm. and then they would eat back to normally like right. they normally would the rest of the year. Right. And then January they go on a, like a six week diet, and I was like, you know, how much are they really losing, and what? how much are they really? I was just like, that's not a bad thing. When
2: she told us that story, yeah. what I thought to myself is, I know lots of people, like lots of people's parents who did that, and it was primarily people's fathers. Really? We did this weird like, okay, I have to lose weight now, and they'd eat like cottage cheese or something, and okay. like that's all they'd eat, and okay. like, then they'd go back to eating the way they did before, and then, you know, six months, eight months later, they'd be like. All right, I gotta lose weight again. And that and like that was yeah. the ongoing cycle and it was fascinating yeah, to me.
3: Exactly. And in my in my family it was more not necessarily that we had to lose weight, but we wanted to get more fit for the summer. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things like spring and summer it was like, Oh, we gotta start getting ready to right. you know, because we're going to be out in the yard and I was no. on
2: a diet since I was eight. Oh 90. wow. I was always on a diet.
3: Wow. I mean that is like th- I would be exhausted. I would be just like, uh, yeah. I mean, I would just be completely exhausted about being on any type of diet, and and I was on some crazy. I mean,
2: my mom. I think my mom was afraid that no one would love me if I was fat. Oh my goodness! And in fact, my eye doctor once told me that nobody would love me if I was fat. Like a two weeks before I left for college, he said that I wouldn't be able to make friends and that I wouldn't have a boyfriend, assuming that that was what I wanted. Right. Um, because I was fat.
3: Wow. Mm
2: And I cried all the way home from his office. And my mom was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I told her and she was like, well, and I love my mother. Don't, you know, may she rest in peace. But um, she said, well, I did, you know, I know that you respect him as a doctor. And so I thought maybe if he talked to you about it, it would help motivate you. And I thought, and I said to her, I said, you know, maybe that was true. But doing that two weeks before I leave for college. Yeah. You know, that's like six hundred miles away. Yeah. Um maybe wasn't the smartest move. On your no, part. <laughs> no,
3: exactly. Exactly. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So Yes, I mean, I believe all, I totally believe in like eating well, making sure that you get the what the food that you need to, to survive. I think you have to listen to your body, and your I think it's so true. You. Yes,
2: I want some broccoli. <laughs> Give me some broccoli. I want
3: Brussels sprouts. Right. <laughs> exactly.
2: I hope my body never says that. Yeah, to me. I know. Me too.
3: Exactly. <laughs> but um, yes. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's one of the things. Or in, and also moving. I mean, my mom says, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm very active or whatever. I go up and down the stairs when I do laundry. I do one. I go, well, how many things of laundry do you do? She goes, oh, about one or two loads. And I'm like, Mom, that is not exercise. <laughs> that is not being active like right. this or whatever. And So it's kind of a very interesting. I, I believe in doing a lot more Activity and mm-hmm. and I used to believe in like oh I'm very active because I was involved in so many different things <laughs> right but I was sitting most of the time too mm-hmm. so um, to to yes and you know and exactly yes <laughs> and um and so it was one of those um uh, things that I just was like I, I thought I was really really active. But but here at um, when you're listening to WCBN 88.3 FM Ann Arbor, how was that? Um, <laughs> and uh, um, uh, one of the things that being very active and it was kind of a uh, a flurry of activity this this weekend, is that we yes. had uh, an, um, somebody who stopped by.
2: I heard, and I'm so jealous I could just... Oh,
3: <laughs> my gosh. And apparently she was fabulous. Um, I'm sure. Cindy Lauper stopped by the radio station, and yay, exactly. And um, <laughs> it was just like, it, it was um, a lot of fun. I, I, that's, I, I was not able to attend, but all the emails that I had gotten, um, here on the listserv at WCBN, it was just all the different comments and. It sounds so exciting. Oh my gosh! They took pictures. She took pictures. She um talked on the radio. We played some of her songs. Um, and she also did a legal ID, which maybe we could play if we could find it. Oh well, oh. Why, don't we, why don't we go why ahead and play it right it? now? Because that would be yeah so exactly. <laughs> so, um, speaking of needing to do. Legal IDs, but anyway. So he'll give us the cue when it goes on, or we'll just stop talking when she, okay. you know, when be the hush. Phones. Exactly. So, um, but I hear it was just a fabulous time, and she apparently called a couple hours ahead of time and just said, "Hey, we want to stop by, um, uh, the radio station. Is that okay?" And <laughs> I mean, thought
2: someone was going to say, "Um, no." No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice that she thought to ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: exactly. And then to stop by, and it just the the. The emails were were wonderful, um, but yeah. So that was just some exciting um, news this weekend here at WCBN. So, so
2: anything else exciting going on? Well,
3: there are a couple things that I want to actually. Um, oh, well, there there is one thing. Um, what? Sam, the ugliest dog, died today.
2: I thought he died two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, actually, he died.
3: A, oh, oh, it's okay. In ten seconds? In 10 okay. Seconds. Okay. So I'll make this really quick. So he actually died, I think yeah, I think it was two weeks ago as okay. well, but I but I was informed of it today. Oh you know, so. I informed
2: someone of that today too, so apparently lots of people didn't know Sam yeah, died. Yeah,
3: and I had never even heard of this dog. Oh my gosh. So um State? No. <laughs> what is it? WCBN. Oh,
1: WC- WCBN! 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 And Ann Arbor. That was me, Sin, and Jill for WCBN. In oh, Arbor, yeah, wait, Miss? say, WCBN, WCBN and FM! FM. WCBN, Ann Arbor, WCBN, WCBN, Ann Arbor. And we got to go to (laughs) soundtrack. All right? Perfect. Okay. Merry Christmas, everyone,
0: and Happy New Year.
1: Thanks so much for stopping by. Oh,
0: we loved it. And remember this holiday season, if you're going to drink, get a designated driver. It's slippery out there.
3: Yeah. Wow. and it is slippery out there,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so that was exciting, that so was exciting. definitely, so anyway, so I found out today that um so yeah Sam the the ugliest dog died, and I have never even heard of this dog. Uh but someone I was just like how do they know if he's ugly? They went oh no oh. he is ugly.
2: And he was mean too.
3: Oh really? Yeah. Oh he didn't poor like thing. People. Oh.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you
3: know, he looked like he had a, kind of a rough life. Yeah, I can see know? why. And, and and the woman kind of looked like she kind of tormented the poor thing. <gasps> You know, because I saw a video of it, and I I was just kind of like...
2: She probably did, because she was probably constantly bringing him places and being like, Look at my ugly dog! exactly. (laughs) I mean,
3: how do you... I mean, if I was put on display like that, I mean, I'd be like, I'd be a little bitter myself. Yeah, I would
2: too. I'd be like, listen, lady. (laughs) Exactly,
3: exactly. So...
2: You ain't such a looker either.
3: Right. So, but if you Google, you'll be able to. If you um have never seen Sam, the ugliest dog. Be prepared dog. though. Oh yeah. You'll prepare yourself. Oh not yeah. Not a pretty picture. No, no, it is not. It's it. Just think of. I, I guess to kind of give you a hint. There's there's no hair. There's no hair. So he sort
2: of looks like he's been like somebody poured. Scalding water over him, yes. and never really attended Yield to him. his wounds. Yeah, yeah. Almost and and then skimpy or
3: what's his name, uh, Ren, Ren. Okay, yes.
2: I don't remember. What anyway, but it's one it's of those kind of, kinda, those. yeah,
3: the yeah. one that was very anorexic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just be prepared. Ugh. But so, how was your weekend?
2: My weekend it Our went by. I have to tell you, my weekends have been going by ridiculously fast.
3: Wow! Like.
2: Like, one second, I'm leaving work on Friday afternoon, and the next second, I'm back at work Monday morning. Holy moly! I feel like I have no t- And it's not... I you mean, know, I those trucks are really I kicking know, in on know, Friday right? night, I'll tell you. Really, i got to stop taking the volume Friday night <laughs> yeah. so I'm actually awake during the weekend. Yeah, exactly. So not suddenly Monday morning. Exactly.
3: Or those blackouts. I'm starting to to wonder. Right. i got to stop drinking all the
2: time. <laughs> um, th- it's been fine, but too short. And, yes. you know, with the holiday season coming up... I've got presents to buy and no clue what to buy, people. Oh, my goodness. I shouldn't say that. Jim and I have this thing where we've combined our holidays because he's Catholic and I'm Jewish. Okay. And so we've made it where we celebrate Hanukkah, but we open all our presents at Christmas time. Oh, okay. And there are eight of them because there's eight nights of Hanukkah.
3: Oh, how neat. Okay.
2: Well, yes. Except you try buying eight presents for someone.
3: Well, my understanding <laughs> is like not all eight nights are like these fabulous like gold oh, watches. no, we don't pay like that, that way. No, no. I mean, I, I heard it was like you know, like one night you'll get like maybe um, coins. Well, yes,
2: or that's what my parents used to do. Is like okay. you got one really good present, yeah. and then all your other presents were like soap. Yeah, that's or what I'm like thinking. Yeah, batteries or snacks. Right. No, yep. Jim and I decided that we were going to be crazy and be, like, partly because I was like, I want oh, eight wow. really good presents. Oh. Well, if you get eight really good presents, you have to give eight really good presents. Yeah, yeah. So.
3: Man.
2: There's, a, you know, people are not that friendly during the holiday season when they're shopping.
3: Oh, see, now, that's, i am not, I've not come across that. I have found people to be probably as equally um, friendly as they were. Really? Yeah, I haven't had any troubles with Going out and doing any type of shopping or anything like that. So,
2: I, yeah, I have well. not had good experience. But yeah, my weekend went by very quickly in part because I was shopping, okay. and in part just I think maybe it was the cold. Oh you yes, you know, and it snowed. Transition it, warm. You know, yeah, yeah, it was just it was weird. Yeah, was see that weird.
3: my um I had a friend who they would go Christmas, they would go shopping, and because I don't remember if it was a Christmas shopping, but anyway they would go shopping or in the Christmas season, and they would have a hard time. Not only was snow uh, but park you couldn 't find a parking space oh, yeah. and so the friend of mine um his partner would just they would get in the car um and it's, and the one person would go into the shop, get the list or whatever this, and the other one would just drive around. drive around and like and they would even schedule like lunches <laughs> so like while he was in getting the the stuff or whatever, he'd go out to like. You know, some fast food restaurant or something like this. Get some decent food, and then when he came by to pick him up, boom, they were ready. And the car was warm. He just pulled right. up to the curb. He was That's it was like, nice. yeah, and you know, and because one, one hated shopping but didn't mind.
2: Like just driving. driving around the car, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, the thing about this time of year is, if you're going to park, I mean, that is one way to get some movement in your life yes. because you got to park so far away. There's you're really no help. point in. I'm fascinated by the people who circle so that they can get a close door yes. parking spot. Because yep. I'm like, you know, you could be in yes. the car for like 40 minutes yes. waiting for somebody to come out. That's so right. You're better off just parking and.
3: But I always try it. I, I always do it anyway. Time. Yeah.
2: Well, when it's this cold out, I definitely try it. I'll definitely like drive around and be like, okay, okay, and then. Wow. At some See, point I do it,
3: and then like probably 90% of the time, nine out of ten times, I'll have i get a good spot.
2: That doesn't happen for
3: me. You know, and I guess it, I do the also the Hail Mary. Do you ever do that?
2: No, I've skipped Hail. the Hail Mary. Oh,
3: it's I, well, be Jewish, Maybe You don't know this one. It's Hail Mary, full of grace. Help me find I a mean parking I know. space. Oh no, I don't know that. Oh one. yeah, you don't do the the Hail the traditional oh, good. Hail Mary. Good, you do the. I Hail Mary, full of grace. Help me find a parking space. Interesting. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom. There it's it is. there. I've
2: it's seen, there. seen people with little angels on their. Oh, their, the like, parking visors, angel. Parking yes. Mm-hmm. And you gotta have to, have to do
3: a little, the... yeah, th- I, yeah, a little ritual with it or something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a friend of mine has a hula boy. Oh yeah. yeah his, rub
2: his. So yeah. Butt, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah.
3: Something. Something. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Oh. And we even have a phone call. We so do. Coming, coming in. Oh wow.
2: Oh. Hey. Who knew?
3: Exactly. <laughs> wow, we are just this is this has been quite a week.
2: I know. Goodness. Did you say your hail marys for a phone call?
3: It's, I, you know, I could come up with something. You know. Um, is oh oh. And I'm um, high. This welcome to closets of Close. Who are we speaking with?
1: Um, this is Kevin Harris from. Uh from California. Well, hello Kevin oh, Harris. I think you call a long way to talk to you.
3: Yes, you certainly have.
1: I I've got a weapon here. Uh-oh. It's uh well, you you've all heard for for years about how the AIDS virus was maybe a, a secret government development engineered to assassinate people and all yes. stories like that.
3: Oh, yes, exactly.
1: I have a weapon. That is used to insert viruses into the skin of unsuspecting victims without their knowledge.
3: Well, now, why would you want to have something like that?
1: Well, you see, I'm trying to get rid of these things, and I figure the, a good way to do that would be to call up radio stations and tell people about them.
3: Wow. Well, you know what? That I wouldn't quite like to encourage. I mean, uh, you know, giving people things that they wouldn't necessarily. Um, Uh,
1: Well, no, these things are already out there. Our government uses them all too freely. Okay. And my objective is to stop that.
3: To stop? Oh, so now how, how, by you distributing them, does it stop the government from doing it?
1: Because there's no point in assassinating people with an apparently natural means that people know not to be natural.
3: Right, well, right, right, right. I understand. Less, I, you
1: wouldn't. Uh,
3: I totally agree. G- giving something that's to somebody who's uh, giving somebody something unnatural to uh, infect them with something or to cause harm is not a good thing. You're absolutely right. But by you distributing the, the, the device, how does that help stop the government from doing any bad work?
1: Well, the, the government would have no motive to use an apparently natural means if people knew it was not natural Okay so i am attempting to eliminate their motive
3: oh by
1: enlightening people to the non-natural nature of some of these diseases
3: Gotcha gotcha well, and, and that is definitely a scary. That is definitely a scary thing. If if, if that, people are you know? a
1: little uncomfortable talking about it.
3: Oh yes, exactly. Because well, it, it it definitely plays into like my own sense of trust and and um and it's comfort. You know, and yeah, just being yeah. able to. Um, I have to be on guard a little bit more than than normal. You know that that would be really
2: um a would, lot to think about.
3: Yes, exactly. But, but thank you so much for your phone call. I appreciate you at least letting us know that this is something that, um, is is out in the market. There's, there's uh, you know, so I think that that's really, um, something to to uh, consider. wrap your head around. Yes, exactly. And I'm sure that if you Google or do something like that, and and, um, or even if you have, um. Uh, you know, I will even encourage that if he wants to send me more information on this, um, he can definitely send a, send me an email. I think my email is at dan at com. You can definitely go to our website and send me more information on this, and um, I will definitely take a look at it.
2: If so, I, yes, that would be a good way to sort of read up on it. Exactly. Help you figure out w- what he's talking about. Right, more.
3: exactly. But you know what? There is something... Um, um, it, the other thing, too, though, is that I do want to make some corrections on some of the things that... Um, or updates, I should say, on some of the things we talked about last week. That while I was listening, and I was with my voice, as you can tell, my voice is not quite up to par yet. Um, I have not, don't have that melodic voice anymore. Right. Um, is, Although it is
2: still lovely.
3: Oh, thank you very much. Sensual. Thank you. Yes, at one point I can even do a very white impression if I go oh, really, deep, really deep, you know. Yeah. Um, but some of the things I wanted to kind of that I couldn't uh, really call to talk about last week because my voice was kind of gone. Um, is that I, uh, HIV, um, can only really be transmitted through blood, semen, vaginal fluids, and breast milk. Mm -hmm. Those are the four primary ways that you can get um, HIV from, um, uh, to get HIV or to acquire HIV, and it has to get into your blood system. So one of the things that um, um, I want to make sure that people know that you cannot get it from tears, you cannot get it from sweat, you cannot get it from urine, you cannot get it from... um, uh, poop. You can't get it, um, um, and you cannot get it from saliva. Um, that was the one those are the five things you can you cannot get hiv from mm-hmm. um, is from those five things um and and there there is a and I, with, without having to go into an epidemiological thing of you have to exchange a lot of saliva like they say 2 liters of fluid right it's not that you, oh I, if i get that one particle it's a certain, it amount has to be a certain amount of of particle your body can actually You know, fight off HIV pretty good, but at certain points, like if you have an army of, you know, a million against one viral particle, a foreign particle, yeah, the the immune system are much better. (laughs) But if you have, you know, a million to a million, your odds are not that good. Right. So you cannot get, um, we do not exchange enough um, of urine, saliva, feces, tears, sweat, to be able to, and getting that into your blood system, it has to get, and at the same time, all of that, um, has to get into your blood system. So you have to do two liters of saliva directly into your blood system <coughs> to get <coughs> to even be possibly exposed to enough and of the virus. Lot. that's a lot. That's all heck. That's one <laughs> heck of a wet kiss. <laughs> right. Yes. That's one. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, I want to make sure that folks know about that. Um, the other thing is, is that the body does not, HIV does not. Um, hibernate or hide for 15 years. It is active from the very moment it enters your body. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is that we cannot detect it um, in your body for 30 days. Um, right. And actually it's less than 30 days, but that's what we're comfortable right now saying. Right. Um, the reason is, is that it, what we test for are HIV antibodies.
2: So you have to give your body some time to create
3: them. Antibodies, right, exactly. For us to be able to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to make sure folks know that at 30 days after exposure, we can be able to test for HIV if you have it or not mm-hmm. um, and we could actually test a little sooner but it's a much more expensive test of like $500 that we just can't do with everybody so right um so they can actually um test for the virus sooner than 30 days but it's a much more expensive test and if you want to pay for it privately you more you you definitely can do so. Mm-hmm. Um but to be if you want to go to your local health department or to the HIV AIDS resource center um or to your doctor they would do a a regular um HIV ELISA test um which would be um Uh, which would be something that um, they can test after 30 days of exposure. So we know that we can be able to get um, um, whether you have it or not, and it's active all along. You may not develop symptoms for 15 years. That was going to be my
2: question. Is it that we're talking about symptoms, which is different than whether or not you can can detect it? it. Right, exactly. And that's maybe why people wait so long or they realize, wow, I've probably been positive for some period of time but didn't, get tested that's why testing is so important exactly because your body may not show it
3: right and that's unfortunately where we're returning nowadays is to a point where um people are finding out in the emergency room like we did in 1982 right. um, when people were showing up with pcp um and which is the type of pneumonia pneumonia not the drug but you know <laughs> so they're showing up with a type of pneumonia and they're we're finding out that they have you know um AIDS with a right. very low um uh, T cell count. So um, we're getting returning back to that because of just the lack of education and funding that's out there. And so that's why it was really important, I felt, that you make sure um, people understood. Yes, exactly. Well, so please I think get that's tested. Good. That's so very good. So you. Just Dan. know your status. Yeah, So it's just one of those things that I was like, oh my God. And so, um, and if you want more information, you can always call the HIV AIDS Resource Center at 734 572 9355. So, Meredith, I'm sorry for a really quick transition here. Go um, for it. And sorry, Alex, I know you had the, the music ready for us, but I'm going to make, because uh, we're running a little late, um, is that we're going to just go right into, with um, being today, being Pearl Harbor Day, um, I kind of felt like we needed to do something military-esque or something <laughs> or um, something that kind of was going on. And since also the Washout Rainbow Action Project's Day of uh, remo- um, recognition, recognition and, and Remembrance, you're thank you, welcome. dinner, and how they had um um
2: it, we recognize SLDN in part because we had given a, a an honorary thing to um John Dingle someone who we wanted to sign on to don't this the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Right. So, exactly. But I feel like we didn't necessarily give people a lot more information than that. Exactly. And, it's, and so it's I thought today yeah. would be a perfect day to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely.
3: So we are lucky, we are very lucky, actually, to have Steve Rawls, who is the Director of Communications at um, the Servicemen Legal Defense um, Network, um, SLDN, um, which is, actually, if you want to find out more information, you can go to sldn.org. Um, and welcome, Steve, to our program.
0: Thank you for inviting me.
3: Great. So, um, Meredith had mentioned a little bit about the Don't Ask, Don't Tell um, repeal of its, um, that is a congressional bill that's happening right now. Could you tell us a little bit more about about that?
0: Correct. Well, we're very excited because in stark contrast to 1993, when we heard so many congressional voices who opposed allowing gays and lesbians to serve openly We now have a bipartisan coalition of, as of today, 105 members of Congress who are now saying it's time to lift the ban and integrate the military. And the legislation was introduced in March by Congressman Marty Meehan of Massachusetts. And so in just over about nine months, we have uh, transformed the debate in Congress Brought Republicans and Democrats together, and we have a strong and growing coalition that's ready to end the ban.
3: That that is so fantastic. And how? I mean, I can I kind of see the connection right away with the Democrats signing on, Um, but also to have the Republicans, who I usually think of as very pro-military, pro-Christian values and things. um, I, I bet that that's been a pretty rough road, or I imagine that.
0: Well, I believe Republicans and Democrats alike, especially after se- September 11th, have started to ask themselves if maintaining a ban that has cost armed forces 10,000 men and women who are trained, ready to fight, ready to deploy, uh, if that uh, if that cost to the military has been worth it. And the Republicans who have who have signed onto the bill have indicated that they think. 12 years of excluding people who want to serve is more than enough. And, for example, Congresswoman Ileana Rose-Leighton, who is a Republican congresswoman from Florida, told the Miami Herald she, she signed on because her husband, who is a Vietnam veteran, was cared for by a lesbian nurse when he was wounded in the Vietnam conflict. And so there are personal Uh stories, and there are national security concerns that are combining to shed light on the fact that Don't Ask, Don't Tell is a counterproductive law.
2: Can I ask you for those people who are listening to sort of elaborate on as to what exactly our current Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy is? Because I think there's some confusion out there about what it is and what happens when it's put into place, when it's actually in practice.
0: the... Excuse me, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell law is not what its name necessarily implies. Uh, Under the conditions when the law was first announced, it was meant to allow gays and lesbians to serve as long as they were not open about their sexual orientation. But the reality has become that it is actually a weapon of vengeance, a very effective weapon of vengeance in the armed forces. And it's very it's very simple, far too simple, for someone to end a service member's career simply by pointing a finger and saying he or she is gay. And that means the end of a career, in many cases, uh, very decorated, honored careers. Um, for example, this year, SLVN has represented many service members who were in some cases days or weeks Away from retirement oh, who were accused of being gay or lesbian and who faced losing their entire pension benefits
1: oh my word
0: because of that accusation um, and so it 's become a weapon for uh, jilted roommates, jilted ex lovers, um, and especially for women in the military, a weapon for male service members uh, to accuse women of being lesbian when they refuse sexual advances or when they give rough performance reviews if they're a woman uh, in a command position. So it it has evolved or, or changed from the popular perception of being a keep quiet and you can serve deal to actually being um, a way to... Uh, end promising careers and to uh turn rumor and accusation into uh uh some form of fact to end careers
3: so one of the things is that that I am confused by um was that there's various I guess different phases that this um, the the original bill of Don't Ask, Don't Tell that I had originally heard as Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and then when Clinton came on board, I heard it was like uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell, Don't Pursue, and then now I'm recently hearing Don't Ask, Don't Tell, Don't Pursue, Don't Harass. What what how is it? Are there things being added to this bill that keeps that m- keeps it altering, or is there been any progress with this defeating this bill?
0: The Don't Ask, Don't Tell law, when it was first passed, was Don't Ask, Don't Tell, Don't Pursue, which was essentially commanders cannot ask about a service member's sexual orientation. A service member can't tell about their sexual orientation. And then the Don't Pursue prong was meant to end the rather notorious witch hunts that happened in the the 70s and 80s where large groups of service members Were rounded up who were believed to be gay or lesbian then in 1999 Mm -hmm. there was a murder at fort campbell kentucky private first class barry winchell and the fldn investigation into his murder found that he was very viciously harassed on a daily basis threatened intimidated and was in a command climate where the base commander was holding no one responsible The harassment wasn't stopped. It wasn't uh, properly dealt with. And in the wake of that investigation, the Clinton administration added the don't harass prong of the policy. Um, And despite that don't harass prong, we've actually documented that harassment increases virtually every year that we've tracked Mm. it. And the Pentagon's own survey of their own troops has found pervasive anti-gay harassment throughout the armed forces.
3: Now, I had heard that like for instance since like we the war on Iraq, um or excuse me the war on terrorism, I'm sorry. Um the um that it's actually that it's actually gone down because they've needed more people um in the military. They didn't they didn't want as many people um I guess released if you will. Um is that not true anymore or
0: The number of discharges does decline during a time of war. That's true now. It was true during the first Gulf War, during Vietnam, even as far back as World War II. But that doesn't mean that the policy isn't implemented. And, for example, FLDN recently represented Jeff Howe, an Army artillery specialist from Chicago, who was on his second tour of duty in Baghdad. And during that deployment, his command found information that led them to believe that he was gay. They removed him from his unit in Baghdad, brought him home, and discharged him. So it comes down, essentially, to a command response. And there's strong anecdotal evidence that there are some commands during a time of war who know that they need everyone they can get, and they kind of look the other way uh, when it comes to sexual orientation. But there are other commands that are very vigilant and trying to ferret out gays and lesbians who continue to implement the policy.
3: Wow. And so, um, so then it's kind of like that double... I guess that the spin that you put on it, it's like, oh, yeah, we're not discharging as many people, but the the harassment is still increasing um as time goes on could you are you able to do you do you know those numbers by chance of like um or is it something that
0: I can tell you that since September eleventh the number of gay and lesbian discharges have dropped by about forty percent, so there's been a very significant drop. Um, But at the same time, SLDN continues to receive calls, and we, just this year, answered our 7,000th call for assistance in
2: 1993,
0: and we hear from service members who are being threatened, who are being intimidated, who are being physically beaten. Um, A recent example is a service member who received a death threat along with a live grenade taped to his barracks door because the co-workers thought he was gay. And so the harassment continues, um, even though units are deploying abroad and we are at war and discharges are declining. But unfortunately, as the harassment continues, the Pentagon continues to ignore that harassment and fails to hold virtually anyone responsible for those threats and physical violence.
2: So it sounds like what you're saying is is that the threats, at least the threats themselves, are happening to people who may or may not be gay or lesbian or bisexual, that people are just, it's a form of harassment that's being used even towards someone who may identify as being straight, quote-unquote.
0: And that's true. There are definitely, especially in the case of women, women who are pegged as lesbians uh, because they refuse sexual advances. And don't ask them, tell it's a policy that affects everyone in the military. It's not just gay and lesbian service members, but certainly someone who is known to be gay uh, carries the greatest risk of losing their career.
3: Wow I mean that's I mean that's really so and so this new congressional bill that's um, being uh, that's being worked on um what will actually um,
0: happen? The bill in the House of Representatives is at a subcommittee of the House Armed Services Committee. Uh, if it is eventually successful and we will continue to push for its advancement and its reintroduction until it is successful, it would guarantee a policy of non discrimination. Uh, that includes sexual orientation in the armed forces. So it would, for the first time, allow gays and lesbians to simply say, I am gay, and allow them, when they are deployed abroad, to be able to openly and honestly communicate with their partners at home, which they can't do now. And it would, uh, for the first time in the U.S. military's history, allow us to be on par with our allies, Israel, Canada, Great Britain, virtually every other allied nation who allows gays and lesbians to serve openly.
2: So what sort of um, response have you gotten from the Pentagon, from the department, like the military itself? I mean, what is their response to this Uh, The
0: the Pentagon, as you can probably imagine, toes the Pentagon line, (laughs) um, which is that the law is a congressional law that they've been mandated to implement, and that's Mm -hmm. true. But inside the Pentagon, very quietly, we're seeing a shift in attitude. We saw a poll earlier this year that showed a majority of junior enlisted personnel now say that they support allowing gays to serve openly, we have seen anonymous accounts in the press of high ranking officers within the military who are telling reporters off the record, we can lift the ban, it'll be fine. And we're seeing a growing consensus among the public where seventy nine percent approve of lifting the ban now. So there's definitely a momentum of change both within the military and with and outside of the military despite the Pentagon's
3: official line. So how are they dealing with that shift? I mean, like you always hear about, oh, we can't, um, the, the how are they dealing with, I guess, their past responses? Like I've heard of one response being that, well, we can't have uh, gay men beca- in the military because they would fight differently than they would um, if it was all straight men who really just had that butch mentality, if you will. Um, how are they reacting to some of their old answers?
0: Well, their old answers seem to mysteriously disappear (laughs) when the evidence mounts against those answers. And a reporter recently called the Pentagon and said, in Iraq, where British soldiers are serving with American soldiers, there are openly gay British service members who are sharing barracks with American service members who are sharing day-by-day day or side-by-side, or side, excuse me, living conditions with those service members, has there been an American soldier who has said, I can't serve with this gay British service member, it makes me uncomfortable, it's destroying cohesion or morale, or any of those traditional arguments. And the Pentagon cannot point to a single American service member who has had a problem serving with a gay British soldier. Very
3: good. Very good.
2: So what sort of support have you been gathering outside of legislatures, other organizations that have, you know, signed on to the work that you're doing?
0: We work with a broad coalition of organizations, both at the national and the state level, to uh, to do grassroots work to mobilize constituents to reach out to their members of Congress, like Congressman Dingell. And ask him to, or ask them to support the legislation. And we've been very successful in working, with, especially with those local groups, in also organizing veterans, because we know from 1993 that veterans carry a lot of weight on Capitol Hill. Mm. And when a former service member or a former officer speaks, Congress listens. Mm. And we're having. More and more veterans who are coming forward who are saying we support repeal, both gay and straight veterans, and that's enormously important. And there are chapters all across the country of the American Veterans for Equal Rights. Their web address is a v e r .us. And if there are gay and lesbian veterans who are listening, we encourage them to reach out to both SLDM and AVER and to begin the process of speaking up and helping to organize other veterans, who can then reach out to Congress and build support for the legislation.
3: And and what kind of support have you been getting from some of our Michigan delegates?
0: We have Congressman Dingell on our bill, which is a direct result of uh, Michigan constituents and the Triangle Foundation up there and other groups mobilizing to educate the congressman about this issue. He supported a ban in 1993, and he now supports removing that ban, and that's a significant shift.
2: That's for sure. We still
0: have a long way to go in Michigan. He's our only Michigan member of Congress, so your listeners should call all of their members, including their senators, because we want to have a Senate bill soon, and encourage them to support this legislation. And, of course, Senator Levin in Michigan, who is the ranking member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, has much credibility and much authority on military issues, has been a very good friend to us. And we also want him to know that when the Senate bill is introduced, there's a strong base of support there in Michigan uh, to allow him to support repeal as well.
3: Now with this bill, well, I mean, well, it, one of the concerns that I had heard that it was a um, that it it's not just like getting rid of um, the don't ask, don't tell, but it's actually like substituting like what we will do now. Because like for instance, like in Michigan, we're currently going through a um, a proposal to um, uh, passing where it, it, it gays are now no longer allowed to marry um, officially, and so if we Repeal the proposal two, then we're back to ground zero again. Does this bill bring us back to zero, or does it actually add now add, add extra to it?
0: This bill does not bring us back to zero. It's true that if we simply had a bill to repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell," we would do just that. We would get rid of the law that's there and not replace it with anything. This bill actually accomplishes both of those things. It first repeals, don't ask, don't Tell and it second-installs a policy of non-discrimination that includes sexual orientation. So if this bill is successful, or I should say when this bill is
3: successful, That's right. Gays exactly. and
0: lesbians would be allowed to serve openly, would not have to be closeted again, and this would essentially end the, uh, the military debate about the equality of gays and lesbians. I think that will be a watershed moment for our entire community um, because, as we've seen in other countries, when the military ban disappears, it then opens many doors for other civil rights advancements.
3: Well, isn't like, the, the uh, government one of the biggest um, employment agencies also? So, therefore, it allows others – it opens that door much wider to allow other folks to also adopt um, – an um, acceptance of um, sexual various sexual orientations.
0: The U.S. military is the single largest employer in the country. It is also the only employer that operates under a law that not only discriminates against gays and lesbians, but mandates by law that gays and lesbians must be fired if their sexual orientation becomes known.
2: Is it true historically that when the military changes its policies of discrimination against groups, for example, African Americans, that other other employment places do the same? It's sort of like the tide that begins to change discrimination policies throughout our society.
0: That is generally true, um, but also in a general sense, the military has always and well ahead of the civilian sector when it comes to integration and non-discrimination. They racially integrated uh, the armed forces long before African-Americans received many advancements in the civil sector. They, uh, they promoted women to higher ranks at a time when women were not heading uh, large corporations. Mm. And on the gay issue, they have unfortunately fallen behind, and the business community is far ahead of the military on this particular issue, though we know, based on our experience with many of our allied militaries, that national civil union recognition or same-sex marriage recognition did not happen in any of those countries until after their military ban disappeared. And in most cases, within five to seven years of the military ban being repealed, gay and lesbian couples receive some sort of relationship recognition.
3: So, Steve, thank you so much for this work that you're doing. Um, And um, if people want to get um, information or find out more information, how do we contact you or what can they do?
0: Our website is www.sldn.org, and our phone number in Washington is 202-328-FAIR, F-A-I-R. And service members who may be under investigation because of their sexual orientation or just have questions about the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy can receive free confidential legal counsel from our in-house attorneys at no charge them
3: and um, definitely, I encourage folks to check out the website um www.sldn, for Servicemen Legal Defense uh, Network. dot um, org. Um, and they've got a lot of great information on there. And uh, and also, just uh, I I learned a few things just even going through preparing for for tonight's show. Um, and definitely, folks, definitely um, uh, check out that website. Uh, thank you so much, Steve, for taking the time out this evening. Thank you. So, I think that, the, I mean, I really appreciate Steve doing this. It was kind of one of those, our, uh, we had a guest that got called away, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and, um, and then Steve stepped in, and so I really appreciate him doing that. Um, and also, I have not checked out the other website he gave out. Gave, I just checked it out. Um, Aver, <laughs> A-V-E-R, for American Veteran. Um, dot u s so a v e r dot u s um and um and check out that website as well and find out more information um, so but i one of the things that it comes down for for me um, is it, it, it really all comes down to sexism for me
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, it 's like people are that, that that it really has nothing to do with people's sexual orientation. It really has no idea with gender identity. Um, it's all about power and control. It's all about um
2: perceptions of what a man is and what right. a woman is.
3: Right. Exactly.
2: And that if you don't respond, you know, if, for example, with the women, he was talking about if they didn't respond to sexual advances, well you must be a lesbian. Exactly. Exactly. It couldn't possibly be that you're not attracted to me or you don't think it's appropriate to date someone you're working with. Right. It couldn't possibly be No,
3: no, no. Exactly. And um and so I just and and so I kind of um I I think this is a really good first step
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: (laughs) in trying to get um and trying to get people to, I mean, in in, in dealing some some with um, uh, the sexism that's still in, um, mm-hmm. that's it, in our culture still, uh, that's in our society. And I think that this is something that people can take a look at. I mean, some of the things, just the excuses that you would use of why we can't let gays into the military. Right. It, 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 it really, to me, really did boil down to, it's like, well, why wouldn't I fight more for, you know, the, my partner as he's running off into um, against the enemy, or why wouldn't I fight more or protect or stay awake more and b- make sure the place is guarded if I knew my partner was inside that barracks? Right. Um, and, and instead they were saying, oh, no, that would be that would be, uh, cloud their judgment. Well, wouldn't it um,
2: cloud a man's judgment if he was dating a female?
3: In the, yeah.
2: I mean, exactly. in just the same way. I mean, it seems like a lot of our messages about why people – um, right. should or should not serve historically have been about, well, it would be distracting or I mean we talked yeah. that way about African Americans who wanted right. to serve during World War II and and not yes. being able to serve their country the way that they should have been able to and not receiving the recognition that they should have. Right. And you can see that with women as well, saying, you know, having even now women not being able to serve on the battlefield when that is the sole way to get advancement in the military yep. Yep. and saying, oh, it's because men would react differently to the way to seeing a woman, you know, injured on the battlefield or dying. And yet there's still that's still happening out there. So. I think it's you're right. I think it's very interesting to see the issue of sexism sort of play out the way that it has in this in this conversation. And I think it's a you know sexism is alive and well, and I think oh, we yeah. forget that we oh, forget that yeah. about lots of isms, but Definitely. this and one in particular. And
3: I realize it also in in where and I'm in a protected in my, in my place of employment. I mean, I think one of the things is that. um um, is that I, I that I forget that when I'm leaving and I go someplace and and then all of a sudden I have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it's stunning to me of right. of how different it really is. Or I went mm-hmm. out to a basic example was that I was so used to, I went out to a. a a, a lunch, and a friend, and we were talking about various things, and the conversation went really, started going really awry, and I switched and started talking about LGBT issues, not in a very funny way, kind mm-hmm. of like, how, ha ha um, and some of the sh- stories I've shared that were very funny here, or whatever, and suddenly the lunch ended, the person who hosted us kind of said, okay, well, with that, we're going to end, and we'll just go, all, we'll go, go back to work, and I was just like, did I share too much I mean, i was like right. i felt like i was like oh my gosh what did i do and mm-hmm. um but it was just it was time to go back to work and things like this but it was one of those things of wow some folks are still, still quite uncomfortable, uncomfortable and things but we also have i'm sorry to mean to cut you off no, Marita, no 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 but we have a phone call um uh someone who uh was re- um has a reaction to oh. our uh, conversation from earlier um so i'm kind of excited about this welcome to closets of our clothes
1: hello Hi. Hi. I was driving around listening to you, and all I wanted to say was thank you so much for having a dialogue this way. It's wonderful. Oh, oh.
3: well, thank you.
1: That's all. Just as simple as that.
3: Hi! Well, I re- we really appreciate that. Definitely.
1: And um the footnote is, my name is Arwolf. I'm, I work there. but
3: Yes, Arwolf. Hey, thank you. <laughs> so
1: to hear this dialogue. I just, I've, I've got to... Uh, I've got to tune in this show more often. In fact, I often have to work at uh, uh on these nights and I can't hear the show often enough. So I'm just I'm just delighted. Please oh. keep doing this. Well, they, our well thank work, you.
3: Our work that means a, a incredible amount to me. Thank you so much. All right. All right.
1: It. Have a good night and keep warm. Yeah, All right, you too. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. bye
2: That,
3: well, that was, was wonderful. So nice. Yes.
1: makes me feel
2: good about myself. Yes,
3: exactly. <laughs> So, and I think that, and getting back to what you were saying, is that that, that definitely it was it was I was in a different um, spot, and mm-hmm. I forgot how protected I am, or mm-hmm. how um, I was talking to a, a, another friend about um, how she, some of the trouble she's having with some of the harassment that's going on at work, and part of it is because they're using her gender identity because she's not um using some of her gender identity because she's in a in a non traditional uh role and mm-hmm. and how they're giving her a really hard time about doing that and i'm stunned on how that's still so much there, even mm-hmm. though we have so, all these laws on the books we have all these these things of- how many times have we talked about it on the t v on the radio on huh? um and we still are still are dealing with this issue. Um and I forget about it because uh, when you're in this work, mm-hmm. a lot of times you, you 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 think it's getting better, but it's really your own world that's getting better, mm-hmm. and you're just hoping that the ripple effect happens. Right, and I but, think it
2: probably does, but it's a very slow, slow process. Yes, a exactly. Very slow process for so, people. And so
3: I guess I have to admit I don't expect like a miracle to happen the next day. But would it be and, nice? <laughs> and like, you know exactly once the um congressional bill actually occurs, but I think that that's.
2: I think it will send an interesting message. I I don't know that its impact will be in terms of the sexism aspect of it, but for people to be able to say, I don't have to be... Closeted in who I am, right? And that if you are going to allow me, it'll open doors in other aspects of of getting equal rights and yes. getting and getting rights for the LGBT community and being able to say you're willing to let me die in the battlefield, right? You're willing to let me be open and proud on the battlefield the way that is appropriate for me. But what you're telling me is someone can come up to me and and attack me because of of. Yeah, how I identify. Right, exactly. And that you know, people will maybe start to think differently and say. Yeah, and as you're you t- as
3: you were saying, it, it creates that dialogue. It's just like the situation with my I, I remember my brother. <laughs> surprisingly, he has a very different um, view of the world than I do. He's Republican, I'm Democrat. Um, and, um, and one of the things that he said is that, you know, well, you know, President Clinton wasn't all that good for you guys, for the, for the um, LGBT community, and, and, you know, so, you know, why, you, why are you all still supporting him or being, uh, still, still being Democrat and things? And mm-hmm. I looked at him and I was just like, you know, we maybe didn't get anything, um, it didn't improve the situation, mm-hmm. but you know how much dialogue occurred just because he was dealing with it. Right. You know, there's all the dialogue that actually was occurring and the minds that were changing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like getting back to when we say, you know, it's really important for folks to come out. It's because it helps that dialogue to occur that that when they start talking about this, when Jerry Fowler says that I have 500 partners a year, and then they think about Dan Burns and they're like, wow, he's lucky to get one. Oh, I mean, it's one of those it. things that, you know, they're like, you know, Don't does Dan really that. have 500 partners a year?
2: Well, Dan, it's more like a thousand, but well, who's
3: counting. Well, I, <laughs> I am. Um, and and the 7,001 one was a real right. good goal that I thought I should go for. But, um, well, with five minutes of the sh- and less of the show, I, I came across a couple of things that um, in my email that I wanted to kind of share with folks is that I love these. You know, one of the things that I, I, I always feel like I miss out in our community is, like, for instance, like, gay days at Disney World or gay yeah. days at Cedar Point that started happening up here in, um, in the north. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and and so I was like, and I never really quite got that day off to be able to go or, um, or it was at different places that I couldn't go because of my size. Like Cedar Point and when you're like as big as I, I am, you, you, you it's really like can't like really
2: fit. there's nothing I can do here but stand here and eat hot dogs.
3: Exactly. We're red. Right. You know, it's one of those things or whatever. So um, uh, well, there's some events that are happening re- coming up real, uh, real soon that I want to mention to people um, on Saturday December uh, 10th which is actually this weekend dun, 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 um, The uh, it, it, we're, they're going to have family day at Greenfield Village um, so they're calling all LGBTA families um, for the holiday nights at Greenfield Village family day Saturday December 10th from 7 until 10 um, it's in Dearborn um, you'll have to call for more information um, about prices um, but you know I'm, it's uh, fun I've not yes. been to
2: Greenfield. Greenfield Village, but I've been to the museum and yes, oh, well, the Greenfield Village, is, Village just is absolutely incredible. Definitely, so.
3: maybe we should do that this Saturday. And so then, uh. um, so Family Day, at Greenfield Village is coming up December tenth, and just kind of a little preview. They're also wanting to do the Auto Show, um, Gay Days at the Auto Show on January fourteenth. <laughs> and so I thought, That's what a awesome. perfect thing that if you're into cars and you're part of the LGBT community or, or our allies. allies um you're more than welcome to show up at these events and support our community i don't think we're having anything about like wearing a certain color but i just think you know just make sure your gaydar is on right. and uh, you can probably beep, spot beep, us beep, beep. exactly exactly <laughs> so um anyway so thank you um all for listening in and i'm listening to uh, meredith and i just kind of jabber back dialogue and forth. dialogue that's right
2: we've been dialoguing
3: woohoo so all right thank you so much Thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN FM 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734 763 3500. That's 763